God bless you. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. And be glad in it. And be glad. We're back. Mm -hmm. Of course, technical difficulties, but we're going to shoot our old way today. Yes, um, yes. Try something new. Um, I want to uh, turn your attention. Let's go back to um, Proverbs 25, 11. It says, uh, a word fitly spoken is life. So okay. he was talking about the apples and the and the seeds. Absolutely. Um, for, so for those of you all, uh, welcome. Happy to see you guys. And we're all active and excited about what God is doing in quarantine. So for those of you that remember last time we spoke, um, actually more than briefly, I started to say briefly, but we spoke on the apples of gold uh, being fitly, uh, wait, what did I say? A word, a word, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spoken. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. That's mm -hmm. what I was trying to say. Apples of gold in pictures of silver. And so we got stuck on that last week because it's so much meat in that one basket. It's so much. It's so much wine. It's so rich. That's such a rich thing that we that's forever going. And so one of the things that I want to start on is with the seed. Mm -hmm. So we spoke. Last so apples week. carry seed. Apples carry seed. So word so, carry seed. Word well. carry seed. And so. Um, when we think, because everything that we're talking about is relating to marriage right. and how we speak to each other. And if you do not believe that it matters what you say to your spouse, it just matters. ask your spouse. Now, men, women are really good for this. We will bring up things that you said seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. You have you have repented about that. Mm -hmm. But women will remember that seed and they will regurgitate it back to you and tell you what you said, how you said it, what you had on, where we was at. We was at KFC. I had a two-piece and a biscuit and a sweet tea. That's how women uh, calculate. Our photogenic memory uh, really comes down to seed and word. And so what I want to say to you is this. Even as many times as couples, we have spoke uh, negative words, which is negative seed we planted in each other's lives, whether it was just something hurtful. We didn't know. Sometimes it doesn't mean that you intentionally say things that's hurtful, but you can say things. Aren't you putting on a little weight? Your face looks like it's getting fat. Well, it sure isn't a positive seed. It may be the truth, but it is negative, and, and many times it can, it can birth a mechanism of intrusive thoughts that can... That can damage your spouse and so if we're going to be in the building world of building the spouse we're going to have to build our spouse with seed we're going to have to build our spouse with fitly spoken words i like how you said building. build your yeah. spouse with seed yeah that's how we build a garden oh absolutely a garden is planted with seed absolutely and things are built in that garden with seed so that's powerful how pastor Rachel said it that we have to build each other with seed so our fault on this morning is apples of gold apples and this of is gold. our marriage class welcome all of you to our married and singles class it's not just for married couples but definitely for singles as well welcome singles because, we love our singles amen you will get married one day unless yes. you just choose not to but um i believe god have someone for you and god want to prepare your mind before you go into marriage because uh, as pastor Rachel said and we'll go over a few notes and quick powerpoints but words or your or the or the words you speak are very 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 important. Absolutely, and we know this because some of us before and see, I'm speaking to singles. Singles, you can relate with this as well as married couples. Mm -hmm. What was the main reason you end up breaking up in your relationship? So I'm talking to you, singles. Did you see that pause? During that pause, that's your moment to think. What was the main reason you broke up? So in your single life, and this is for singles as well as married couples now, 
Um, if I ask you singles, what was the main reason? You're going to go back to seed. You're going to go back to words. Well, he said, because he can't really do anything without saying anything. Okay. That's right. So it's going to go back to seed form. And then for us married couples, when we say, what are you arguing about? Well, it's obviously we're arguing about seed mm -hmm. because we're saying anything. Word is seed. So many times there has been a halt in marriages and, you know, God forbid, there's been divorces. There have been in irreconcilable differences. All of them relates back and is a common denominator back to seed. So seed, which is words that we speak to each other, is very important. Yes. Quit just speaking what you feel because you really might feel like saying something really evil to your spouse. And then once you plant the seed in the ground, it's really hard to rip the root back up because that thing will germinate and may come back to you later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that seed going to come back. And what's coming back? It's going to yeah. come back, but you got to understand or... You have to ask yourself, what kind of harvest do I want? Mm, because good, you can't plant uh, a bitter seed mm -hmm. and want a sweet harvest. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we speak bitterly to our spouse or to our children. And then we want sweet plums or sweet peaches or sweet apples to come back. Absolutely. That don't work. And, and when you have that mindset, and, and please excuse my language, but it has to be something wrong with your metacognition. It has to be something wrong with your mind in the area to know that I planted a withered seed, mm -hmm. but I'm expecting a, a, this is going to be the sweetest marriage in the world. Yeah. I'm going to have the sweetest wife, the sweetest children, but all of your seeds that you're planting are withered. Mm -hmm. You got bitter seed in the ground. Every time you step through the door, you argue with everybody, you create a bitter atmosphere. Why then would you want sweet refreshing of just peaches that does not Whatsoever man sow, that shall he also reap. Yeah. And I don't think we get it because we talk about the children of Israel, but they never got it. They never got a breakthrough that their words were seed. And every time they complain, they we, received a harvest. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, I got that actually in our notes this morning concerning, I, I mentioned to you, the Lord gave us, um, I don't know, maybe about a year or so ago, that the, God, what, I asked the question to the church, what was God's biggest problem? With his wife, oh, we yes. do know that God uh, married Israel on top top of Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. Had a beautiful wedding. Married Israel. Israel became his wife. What a wedding! But he had some problems with his wife. Mm -hmm. He had two major problems with his wife, and there was a major problem mm -hmm. in marriage today. Yes. Two. What was the two biggest problems God had with his wife was her mind and her mouth. Mm -hmm. In other words, they thought the wrong things. Therefore, they spoke the wrong things. So in marriage today, same problem. it's the same problem. Same problem. And, and I want to say that let, let's go beyond reading the scriptures because y'all know we can say some bad things about the people in the scripture. Mm -hmm. We can preach some bad things. There's some stuff that went on in the Bible that God has left there for our examples that we preach real hard on, against, and how we should act, and what's our example. But then we're stuck in the same cycle. Same cycle. We're doing the same identical thing. It's the same you know? cycle. And we always say that, like you just said, we read the Bible and we say, mm, wow, how could Why he? Did they Why did that? they? And then we go through, we have an example. We have an open book test. Absolutely. But then we go through the same problems. But And we don't get it. That's we, my concern. Yeah, it's not my a My concern is not doing it, you know, because we're going to do things, but... When you do it and not get the breakthrough that, oh my God, this is what Orpah did. Orpah walked away. 
from from destiny. Right. You so know what Oprah, I'm saying? Again, we don't get the break. That's very it. good. Yeah. We talk about how Oprah left destiny, but we turn our back on people All and the walk time. away. Well, yeah, we'll leave a destiny partner quick. Oh we'll my leave God. a destiny ministry, a church. We'll uproot ourselves. People are throwing Clip you. the root, clip. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. People and then you preach against Orpah. And preaching and going. People will throw you the deuces so quickly. But I want to I want to go back to words real quick because uh, in my study and meditation last night, even, even today, uh, what are words? What are words? Words are, and I want you to chat this, words are verbalized thoughts. Wow, that's good, sir. Words are verbalized thoughts. Go ahead and check that real quick. Don't y'all love our pastor? I, I love our pastor. If <laughs> the first person checked so that. So wise, so wise. I'm going to see, uh, make sure words are verb. Okay. You got words are, Mr. Newkirk, but you ain't put the rest of it in there. Mm -hmm. I guess you're trying to win mm -hmm. and, and do it first. Words are verbalized thoughts. Okay, Miss Miss Minister Shy Livingston. So, so that means you guys can hear us out there. Very good. So words are verbalized thoughts that's all words are so what does that mean words are verbalized, words are verbalized thoughts simply mean we're going to speak what we're thinking mm -hmm. that's that's what words are sense. and um i'm going to show you real quickly words are verbalized thoughts so you can tell how a person think i always say at the church mm -hmm. you can tell how a person think by how a person talks so whenever you taught me that, yes. Whenever we are not given that, because scripture says Proverbs twenty five eleven, a word fitly spoken, mm -hmm. it matters. Is like apples of gold. Now, if words are and they are verbalized thoughts, then uh, we can tell how a person think by the way they talk. And if we study uh, how a person talk, you can always you can always tell what's going on upstairs in their mind but words are verbalized thoughts and a word fitly spoken mm -hmm. it's like i'm gonna go to uh okay. matter of fact i want to run over the proverbs six real quick because i think this is going to be we're going to go back to 25 and 11 but let's run real quickly to proverbs six and uh verse two read that pastor rachel okay uh proverbs six and two thou art snared with the words of thy mouth now what is a snare to me, it's a trap. A trap. Yeah. So a lot of people are trapped in situations. Wow, wow, wow. That's by the how truth. they talk. Oh, that's the truth now. <laughs> so a snare is a trap. Absolutely. And the scriptures say we are snared or trapped. By the words of thy mouth. So what come out of our mouth in marriage, since we're talking oh, about marriage. Because some people got a marriage that they wish they wasn't in. They trapped. They feel trapped. They mm -hmm. wish... Uh, they wasn't a part of that family. They wish they can get out of here. They wish they can start over again with someone else. I want to say you're trapped. Your main reason you're trapped is by what you're speaking. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. By what you're saying. Thou art snared, the scripture says, by the words of... With the words of thy mouth. With the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So, again, you said it earlier, and it's the truth. Words matter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Text that, chat that. Words matter. I don't know when God people will get a breakthrough on that, but words matter. Yeah, and that's why I believe the enemy is so, um, how can I say it, obsessed. I'm trying to take my time and use more metacognition mm -hmm. and use my contemplative. But the enemy is so obsessed 
with us to with getting us to say negative things because negative things are negative words. Negative words is negative seed. And the enemy is convinced that if you speak this negative seed in the ground, you're going to reap a negative harvest. And so if you know it, most of the time, try it sometimes. Try to say something positive before you say something negative. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. The challenger is the component. It is the enemy. It is a spirit of conflict coming from the enemy trying to, um, because he's so obsessed with negativity. He thrives. His nation thrives and sit. His throne thrives off of negativity and evil. How did he get there? By words, by mm -hmm. seeds. What did he torment us with? Words and seeds. They're not even words you're thinking, but it's words that he's planted into you to make you think that you're thinking what you're thinking, to get that negative seed in the ground enough in your mind for you to say that again. He can torment you with words and then get you to speak that word, and he knows that the world is the ground. The seed is your mouth. As soon as you speak that seed, that thing has to come back. So we're grateful for that words. Hopefully, we get a breakthrough. Yes, Lord. Help words me matter. So what I say, form my world. What I say, that's, that's good. form my world. In the beginning, we see a great illustration where the Bible in Genesis, the Bible says in the beginning, uh, it pretty much was dark, void, darkness covered the face of the earth, and God, what, said it. Mm -hmm. And God said, so with God having nothing, his words form mm -hmm. the world. His words form what he wanted to see. So if we're living in a world mm -hmm. of unhappiness, bitterness, poverty, sickness, mm -hmm. maybe because we form that world yeah, that's good. by what we said, yes, by the words that we released out of our mouth, it formed our world. See, I often said, even when I was broke, I'm going to have me something. Mm -hmm. That's positive seed. When I was unhappy, I'm going to be happy. Oh, yeah. I deserve to be happy. I choose to be happy. All that seed and all that word formed worlds. Absolutely. And it, and it goes contrary against what's going on. So if you're in a poverty situation, why would you want to speak and continue to sow negative seeds into already a dark situation? That's your time to use your words and begin to speak. I am rich. Mm -hmm. I am blessed. I'm coming out of this mess. This is not my end right here. How I begin is not how I'm going to end. Those are positive. You're still putting seed in the ground yeah. that's going against the negative things that's happening in your life. And those seeds demand a harvest as long as you allow those things to stay there, begin to water and plant those seeds. And so God is God, right? Yes, he is. He could have built or formed the world by snapping his finger. Mm -hmm. He could have formed the world by nodding his head and thinking. Yes. He could have formed the world any kind of way he chose to. Just blew. Mm -hmm. uh, but he had to say. Mm -hmm. And yes. God said. Absolutely. And after each day of God saying, a world began to form. Mm -hmm. What world has formed at your address? With your marriage, with your children. If you don't like the world that has formed, on, you gotta change the way you think first Absolutely. and then change the way you speak. Yes, sir. And when you said that, I thought about man being made in his likeness mm -hmm. and That's in right. his image. So God was the forerunner to show us what to do. 
He could have did it any way, but he used his words to build his world. His words. And we're made in his likeness. Mm -hmm. I'm made in his image. Guess what? I get to do what God does. We're, we're, we're his, we, we're made in his image and his likeness. So now we get to form our worlds. As pastor said, I get to form my marriage by what I say. And although this sounds good, most of us don't believe this because if we really believe that we form our worlds yeah. by what we say, we would be very, very yeah. careful yeah. by how we speak to one another, yeah. speak against people, gossip, all of that stuff. If we really believed it, if we believed it and that's powerful and I want to say this, this is encouraging. This is, mm -hmm. to me, this is great. Um, you are, well, let me say this before I say that. You want to be successful, I believe it. You uh, deserve to be successful. Yes. I know it, per word of God. Um, and everybody have the uh, ambitions, vision, and different things we're chasing and pursuing. Mm -hmm. I want to bring to your attention that you are the CEO already of the words that come out of your mouth. So I'm the governor of my You're the CEO, wow. the chief the executive CEO. officer oh, wow. of the words that CEO. come out your mouth. Nobody else make you say what you say, so you're the boss. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. If you're the CEO, that's, that's, that's you're yes, the boss. And, and how many of you have said this? I know I'm guilty saying this. If somebody make me mad, you done made me, you done made me, some of y'all say, you done made me cuss. Mm -hmm. You done made me say this. If you wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have, they didn't make you do anything. You may have been provoked to do it, but when that pro that provoking is temptation, when you were provoked, you were tempted to say the wrong thing, mm -hmm. but you had the power and you still had the capacity to still say the right thing or just be quiet. Very good. So, so it's, it's, it's still on me. It's still on me. It's very still on good. Me what I so say. if you don't like the world that you are experiencing, change it. Amen. How do I change it, Pastor? How do I change it? Think different. Mm -hmm. That you may speak different. Yes. See, you, you're not going to speak different. You're going to speak how you think. And you can tell how a person thinks. By what they say. By, wow. Listen to how they talk. You can tell, okay, such and such. Okay, okay. You can categorize people by how they talk because it teaches you how they think. Absolutely. Okay? So a word fitly spoken. Yes, yes. That's what I want. I don't know about A you, word fitly spoken. I want to be wise to not just say anything, no, I uh, want, but I want, to, I want to be able to say the right thing. Yes, ma'am. I, I want to pause real quick again because you're the boss. You're the CEO. Okay. People want to be CEO of mm. organizations and big companies, uh, Fortune 500 clubs. But we can't manage us. But we can't manage us. We can't manage our tone. We can't manage our thinking. We can't manage our talking. <laughs> but you are the boss. I want to tell you, you're the boss of what you say. Because this is, this, is, this is what I said some time ago when we were at the physical church. That your response is totally mm -hmm. your responsibility. That's the first thing God gave us when he created us as human beings. Mm -hmm. Responsibility. Let them have dominion. That simply means responsibility. And you're, the res you're responsible for uh, how you think, what you say, your health. And we don't believe that. You're responsible for your health. Yeah. Now, God is responsible. Let me say this, and I heard this said so mighty that I want to repeat this. God is responsible for healing. Mm -hmm. For your healing. But you're responsible for your health. Wow, that's, okay? good, that's some good teaching right God there. God is responsible for your healing. 
but you're responsible for your health. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, because of the way they think wow. and the way they talk, don't believe. don't believe, they believe God is responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. But we're the CEO of our words. Yes, and it, um, a sign of uh, immaturity is that you don't understand a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I remember uh, our late apostle would um, many times have us, because he knew, I know, I know that our late apostle knew a lot of people was dense in that audience and in that congregation. He was like, say, help me some more, Jesus. Save me some more, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because we really need help. You know, if you're still doing things like what we're saying, a lot of things are fundamentals, but you haven't gotten a breakthrough, it's okay to say, help me, Lord. It's okay to say, you know what, God? My mouth is out of control. You know what, God? I think I'm right about everything. I told you I had this uh, disorder where I literally thought that I have to answer to all things. It's not that God can't give you the answer to all things, but for you to really believe you have the answer to all things when you speak, that's great. You got confidence in yourself. That's great. I'm a woman of faith, but something's not matching up with the poverty I'm walking out. So somewhere I literally begin to mature when I start seeing that what I was thinking wasn't matching up with where I was at. Mm -hmm. You can't know it all if you don't have nothing. Oh my. You can't. Let me say that again. You can't. And this, and excuse my Ebonics. You cannot know it all and not really have anything. You know, you got to be able to have something. You should be able to have something if you Come know it now. all. You got, if you know it all, if you got the answers, because some of I us... I mean, please, let's, 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 put a, let's put an end to this uh, corona pandemic. Come on. If you know it all, people are dying and uh, our families are crying. And we got the all syndrome in us that we know it all. Let's rise up and help. Let's, let's get a... Let's get a cure. Yeah, let's get a cure. Let's um, let's heal your marriage. Heal your disorders in your family. Heal your generation. If you if you have all the answers, see when when God began to ask those questions and stuff that I did not know, you really feel excuse my terminology dumb. So before God have to expose what we don't know, because that will make you feel dumb, I'm going to just be honest, compared to his knowledge and wisdom, mm -hmm. let's humble ourselves. You know, I, Rachel cannot know everything if I'm stuck in a situation. Now, that's the first signs of wisdom when you get a revelation that you don't know it all. So it takes a wise person to humble themselves and say, I do not have all of the knowledge. I don't know it all. You know, because some of you, like your spouse can't tell you nothing. This is marriage on the rocks. Your spouse can't tell you nothing because you know everything. But I promise you, you don't know everything. If you knew everything, why is that spouse unhappy? Oh, my. Ask your spouse, how much do you know? And they'll tell you how much you don't know how they feel, how you walk over their feelings. That's why I started shutting up and humbling myself. Because I realized you can't know it all. If you got it all, why your husband busting at you? So learn how to humble yourself. Absolutely. That's a very, very, very wise principle. If we learn how to humble ourselves. We'll be able to do this right here, to give apples of gold. Mm -hmm. Now, a word the Bible says, uh, fitly spoken, mm -hmm. because again, we can have the right word at the, and deliver it at the wrong time. Yeah. But a word fitly spoken, meaning a word that is a right word, even spoken in the right season, uh, is like apples of gold. Mm -hmm. This is a golden apple, and inside this apple are seeds. We dealt with seed first. And then we dealt with the gold last week. We won't spend too much time on the apple or the gold. I want We're going to cover a couple more things. We only have about um, 34 minutes with you left. But we're going to cover a few things, what we said. And then we, we'll deal about what the apple sit in because it said 
um, in, in silver pictures. Mm -hmm. A word freely spoken is like apples of gold in silver pictures. Wow. So both of them carry value. Mm -hmm. Okay? So the apples of gold carry seed. We talked about the seed. Yes. We talked about the gold representing number one value. Yeah. We know gold is valuable. So a word fitly spoken is valuable. Yeah. It's attractive. I talked about it brings shine. value. We go, we're going to go back and forth with the, with the seed and then the gold. Okay. So uh, the apple got the seed, the mm -hmm. gold have the value. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Apple got the seed, the gold have the value. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let's go back to the apple, nutritious. Mm -hmm. Apple got the nutrition. What else something got the gold? Well, uh, the gold, I would say uh, quality. Quality. Yeah. Okay. So they, you have four things right there that can help lift your marriage up. Seed. Value, nutrition, quality. Mm -hmm. And all of them are linked back to saying the right stuff yes, sir. at the right time. Yes, sir. And, and I just think that uh, because it goes back to a lot of things that I've learned um, in my journey of wanting success in every area. You know, I don't want just success in finances. I don't want just success in my marriage. I don't want, it's not mm -hmm. limited to just my marriage or money or uh, kingdom, or my children. I want success in every place that there's dryness in. But what I found out along my journey is that it takes a lot of work. You, it takes sacrifice to get success. It takes a dying of the old man in order for God to birth the new man out of Rachel. And so um, successful people die to themselves. Mm -hmm. and, yep. and that's one of the reasons why I would say a lot of people are lazy-tongued and they don't want to give... They don't want to give their spouse the due benevolence. They don't want to put the work in. They don't want to die. They don't want to sacrifice. Because we just want success. But and then that's the not reality. But then the lazy tongue reflect back to our lazy mind. Absolutely. Because we speak how we think. Absolutely. So if I'm lazy tongue, that means my mind somewhere is just relaxed too much. Where in my mind, I don't care. Absolutely. And we just don't want to work for anything. And I, I know how that feels. In every area of my life, I just thought that it, because I was Rachel, I was sweet, I loved the Lord, mm -hmm. that God going to do everything for me. I, I mean, I really believe that. It, I really was one of them cray-cray Christians that just thought that because I'm saved, I'm just anointed and appointed, and God just going to do all this stuff. Well, that's true, but faith without works is dead. So your work is going to have to match your level of faith. And so if you got faith at a twin tower level... Your work got to be at a twin tower level. Wait, that's good. She said your word is going to match. Your work. Your work. Word. Yeah. Your work is going to have to match your, your faith. faith. And that's level. what. And now how many of you all have crazy faith like me? You just believe God. I'm buying. My next home is going to be amazing. Okay. How much money you got? How much did you work? Amazing work. How much money did you put in the bank? Did God you got... blesses our effort by his anointing. Yes. We got to throw some effort out there. And then God throws his anointing on it, and that's when things are multiplied. Yeah, and, and, and like sinners do this all the time. They don't have to be a Christian. They just put their money where their mouth, or how, how can I say it? They put their, not money where their mouth is, but they put their, what they believe, mm -hmm. they put their work ethic on that level. So they use the principles that we're supposed yeah, to use you, without even serving our God. You don't have to be a Christian to operate or practice Christian principles. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be, and they do it all the time. Some of it some people know they're doing it. And some people are oblivious to it. But it works for both groups. If you, so if you out yeah. there are a straight sinner practicing biblical principles and don't know it, you're going to see success. Absolutely. If you out there 
a sinner and do know it because some people are sinners and do know biblical principles such as tithing. Yeah. There are sinners that tithe and see increase. Absolutely. There are sinners that offer and, and, and it's all kind of different things we can say. But back to the apples and the gold because we're we trying to find and teach you guys how to, again, you're the CEO of your words. You're the CEO of your life, period. You're thinking, you're the CEO again of your health. You're the CEO of your reactions, period. But we're talking about words today. So you're the CEO of what come out of your mouth. So nobody can make you say anything. Absolutely. Pastor Richard said some people, and I've heard many people, innumerable people say, you done made me, you made me say it. Oh, I know I've you said made it. me do it. You made, made me, me mad. Nobody can make you do or say no. anything. Oh my God. You are the CEO of your words. So, um... If I'm the CEO, which I am, and the Bible says to me that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold, mm -hmm. why wouldn't I rise to the occasion as a CEO mm -hmm. and speak fitly words? Yeah, being careful what we say. Careful what we say. That's and and it's okay to pray that. Like when I when stuff hit me, like just like this word has hit me. My, my mental prayer, inward prayer was, yeah. Lord, help me to help be me. careful what I say. Help me. Help me to be careful. Because we pray for all kinds of, so give me a raise. But you, when the last time you prayed, Lord, help me to be careful what I speak out mm. of this mouth. You know, we don't even consider what we speak. We just speak. We just, and we'll tell people. We will, we will literally medicate our disorder by saying, oh, this, this is me. If you don't like me, you ain't the one for me. Or mm -hmm. this, is, this, is, this is how I've always been. You medicating your sickness now. This how I always been. In other words, this how I'm gonna die. Wow. They kind of uh, use the excuse. It's a sorry excuse, mm -hmm. but people use it. This this is me. This how I always been. Well, uh, the scripture says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, mm -hmm. he she is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all yeah, that's powerful. All all things are become new. So how you gonna bring this just me, an old you? And to override what the word of God said, that all things have become new. That means your your word about you, this just me, is over or outweighs what God said about you if you are in Christ. My God. All things, old things are passed away. All things are become new. My God. So we can't say this just me. That that's just you wanting to hold on to this just me. You want to hold on to that attitude or however you was raised or, or reared. But apples of gold, we got the seed, we got the uh, value, we got and the gold. The seed and the apple, gold, value, the seed, nutritious, gold, quality. Mm -hmm. What else is in the apple? Um, so far we got nutrition and we got seed. Sweetness. Sweetness. And sugar. Very good. You get a good I sweet love, apple. Oh yeah, now you get nothing, nothing like a good, like sweet a apple. good old sweet apple. It will bless all of your life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, sweet Make you apple. smile. So sweetness is in the apple. Sweetness is in the apple. So, Sugar. So a that's word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. Yeah. So a, a word that's properly said is sweet. It's sweet. Yeah, it really can't is. go wrong with saying something sweet. Yeah, you can't Sweetness go wrong. can't go wrong. And also sweetness will shut the enemy down. Because <clears throat> if somebody's ready to, um, somebody's upset, um, and you, you know, just say something sweet about them. You know, like, husband sometimes when your wife got an attitude i mean hit them with a golden apple baby you are so fine that you have blinded me nah, for the rest sweet. of the day i mean 
Wait a minute. You, you know, put, shut her so you down. Put, that's with, good because yeah. that's that's apple and gold. You say you so fine, that's sweet. Yeah. That you blinded me. That's bling oh, from the yeah. gold. So that's good. You collided both together. Yes, and I remember one time my husband did this. He he did something. He made me live it. You know, here we go again. He made me. You know, he provoked me. To, I had me upset. You know, women when we get livid and upset with something our spouse do. So I was really hot, and he just came and kissed me. Yeah, hard. Oh. When I say it, I don't even know Try how it, it felt because it really shut down my backbone to get upset. But then it, it was such a refreshing because I was like, what? No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even know how it just paralyzed me. And But what it did is when it paralyzed me, it got me back into focus that this man is the bomb.com. So he shut down my anger by one kiss. You have the power to shut it down. Yes, I like that. Yeah, that's good. with that's sweetness. Good. Yeah, yeah I remember good. when I forgot what it was, was, but this came and laid a big one right on her. Mm -hmm. Broke the backbone and everything and else. Blessing. Shut yeah, it blessing. down. So, <laughs> and that's being CEO. That's being a good CEO. Uh -huh. And it shows us what we can do. What we can now, do. Now, we may not do it. Why? Pride. Pride. We, we may not Pride do it, but we don't want to take down. Let's just be honest, y'all. We can be soldthebomb.com for our spouse that it will blow our mind. But what is the only common denominator that's stopping us? You. You, yourself, and your I. What, what, what marriage do you admire today in the earth? Mm -hmm. You can have it. Just like that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about you can have a husband or a wife, but you can have that marriage, that model. Yeah, that you can model, have that it. Template, yeah. But, like Pastor Rachel just said, and what we said, the main thing that stops us, pride. Yes. It's inside of you. Yes. Like if you see your spouse upset, uh, one big kiss, one big hug, mm -hmm. just run to the uh, uh, grocery store and buy some roses or something. It's in you to make a change. Or again, as we said earlier, to build a better world. You can do it, but pride to say, I ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And and also, uh, a lot of times, because we need to get healed, we'll say, I'm glad. I want. That's what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Our intentions was to make you mad. So if my intentions were to uh, make you flip your wig oh, or get yeah, you upset, yeah. you ain't going I'm to... definitely not about to give you, you about a kiss, kiss no. or say no sweet words. No, not at all. You know, I'm really on edge to say something negative. But when are we going to die to ourselves? You still can. Yeah, you, you still can. can. But like you said, if your intention was to do something, that hardens pride even harder. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you're going to have to fight with even more effort Absolutely. to try to override what's going on with a kiss Absolutely. or a flower. But this is good. I, 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 love, I love what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But we can talk about pride. Matter of fact, we were supposed to talk about pride a whole session. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we will uh, anytime soon, but Stay tuned. it's Stay a tuned. very good topic mm -hmm. to talk about because pride and selfishness Lord have mercy. are ruining the family. Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ. That's pride and pray. selfishness. We have to pray and ask God for strength, and um, you know that's just that's a good time to definitely fast. I think that when you look at um, and you monetize your most important relationships in life. We can fast for all type of things, but when is the last time you fast for your spouse? When is the last time that you laid yourself on the altar and said, God, help me to be the best wife in this marriage. I mm. can change. I can change the trajectory of this whole marriage. 
the whole ministry if I die to myself. Remember, Jesus was one man. Mm -hmm. That was one seed that changed the whole world. We don't need everybody. Thank God if both of y'all changed. But one seed That's pretty powerful. died. One yes. seed. Just one seed. Changed the whole world. Changed the whole world. What will one seed change in your marriage? My We're talking God. about words that's coming out of your mouth. One seed, Pastor Ray just said, is so true. One seed went in the ground and died mm -hmm. and changed the entire world forever. You, if Jesus. you plant the right seeds in your marriage, in other words, if you say the right thing, a word fitly spoken, it's like apples. Words can change your whole marriage. Absolutely. Your whole marriage. Yes. But again, pride. Pride can stand up oh, and cause you not to say what you know you need to say. And like you said earlier, it's inside of us. Yes, we know what to say. Yeah, we do. We got the pride. We hear people say, I just don't know what to say. I just. How did you get that woman? How you got that man? Mm -hmm. You said something that was right, something that drew them to you. Enough for them to say, I do. And you guys join each other's life in holy matrimony because of, I don't think you went in there the from this jump street just coming off your lips crazy that you would never be together. They would never fail for you. But we just stop thinking properly. Therefore, we stop speaking properly. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of people at the end, as we say, of our rope. But, um, very good stuff. And you have to, I want to say this too, you have to get, you have to pass this class somewhere because I don't understand about um, the continuation of still looking outside of your spouse to see, to find a perfect woman. There is no perfect woman. Whatever you don't learn and pass in this class, you're going to have to take the same test with another spouse, with another woman. So you got to get it. If you can't shut up here, if you yes, can't be Lord, quiet here, good. if you can't die to yourself in the dry seasons and speak positive seed to your wife, your next wife, you're going to have the same problem. You're still going to have to do some, the same work. And some more problems. And then some, some stuff that problems. you didn't have to put up with with the last spouse. Yep. When are you going to learn? When are you going to pass this class? Like, you can't skip a class and think that it's going to be a different test. It's the same. Okay, you got a different woman, but it's the same test. You got a different man, but it's the same test. You still going to have to learn how to be quiet. You still going to have to practice metacognition. And I don't know what it is where the enemy entices us and also brings uh, the spirit of um, deception on us to think. The grass is greener somewhere else, but all dogs are dogs, and, and they'll tell you, you know what I'm saying? One one thing you brought out that was powerful years ago, this has been years ago, where you said that the grass is greener on the other side because it's more manure. More manure. Manure, yeah. make, manure is a powerful fertilizer. Absolutely. Your neighbor <laughs> grass is greener. A lot of manure. Because we, we got a little grass it's over fertilizer. here. We got implanted fertilized grass over here that they made. It looks amazing. But I guarantee you, if we go into another neighborhood, their grass is going to be five times greener than yeah, ours, which means they have more expensive manure. They, they place the, more They don't want the Lowe's and Home Depot yeah. 10 times more than you did to buy more expensive fertilizer, which is infiltrated wow, with manure on. to put on that grass to make it greener. So go on over there. So there's stink more than ours. Go on over there. Mm -hmm. go on stink. <laughs> that grass greener. But there's a lot more manure you gotta deal with. So let's that's just that one for free. Yes. But uh let's end this because we only got about 10 minutes with you. Let's end this on and Matthew. Uh God, that 25 and 11 Proverbs. We we got to go back. Well, we didn't even talk about the pictures of silver. Yeah. Because we want to show you a picture real quick. This is the apples of gold. This is the picture of silver that is in. Real quick. Yeah, you can get one out of there. 
And then it said a word fitly spoken. These are real apples, actually. They're apples. They smell amazing. They just spray painted gold, but they're real apples. But apples, I mean, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. So this picture is responsible for carrying the apples, right? Yeah. So, or resting, the apples are resting in or being held up by the picture. So that just real quick, I do want to read 25, I mean, uh, Matthew 15. But like Pastor Rachel said, value on value. Now, what's, okay, the picture is holding up the apples. So what's holding up your words? You wouldn't be, you'd be surprised what's holding up some people's words. Uh, um, a stagnatic, stagnatic culture, how somebody was raised is holding up their words. I know this is right. Cause my aunt taught me this, right. or I know this is right because I learned this in the barbershop or the salon or under the shade tree. That is holding up some people's words, how they, how they talk. Mm -hmm. Well, it forms how they think, therefore how they speak. Um, but that's not valuable. That's not valuable. What's holding, one of the main things that's supposed to hold your golden apple is certainly the word of God. God is supposed to form our thinking, therefore we speak like God wants us to speak. But so what's holding your apples up or what's holding up your words is uh, the pictures of silver. That's just shallow. We don't have time to go into it deep, but Pastor Ray said it correctly. It's value on top of value. Absolutely. So a word fitly spoken is just two, twofold valuable. Yes, and one thing I love, um, our, I, we talk a lot about our late apostle, Bishop John Lynch Barber, um, one thing he would always say that I love and I still hold dearly is the, the biggest room in the world or the, the largest room in the world room is a room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to say to you, because some of you all, you are ensnared by what you've already done wrong for years. And therefore, you're ensnared by your past and you will not move forward. But let's cut the snares loose today. Let's let the past go. The past is the past. Let's move forward and let's improve ourselves. Because the largest room in the world is the room for improvement. Mm -hmm. And one thing about Rachel, I'm not dead yet. So you haven't seen the best of me yet because I'm still improving. I'm still learning. I'm still being taught how to use my words right. I'm still uh, getting purified in my thinking, if anybody understands what I'm saying. I'm not a hundredfold man yet. I'm, I'm in process to be a hundredfold man. So you have not seen the best of me yet. And so I want you not to give up on you because most of us, like I said, are ensnared by what we've done. I've already messed up in marriage. I already said too many negative things that I can't get out of. This marriage is already ruined. Whatever those negative thoughts have come in your mind, the devil is a liar. No, I can renew my thinking. I can start speaking positive seed today. I can grab a hold of my uh, filthy tongue today. I don't have to argue with my spouse. I don't have to do, yeah, I may be tempted to do it, but I have power over my tongue. And so I want to encourage you today to look, this is not the, the last of you. This is not the best of Rachel. I'm still improving. We spoke years ago on the word, there's another you inside of you. Absolutely. A lot of people done with themselves, what they see. They quit. They feel like they Don't failed. Quit. Don't quit. I'm over. Don't quit. There's another you inside of you, okay? Yes, Just release yes, yes. that other you. Um, so we're going to end with this scripture here with Jesus, uh, Matthew 15. Start at verse 1. Just read verse 1 and 2. Then we'll drop somewhere else and, and we're quitting. Okay, 15 and 1. Matthew 15 and 1. Mm -hmm. Then came to Jesus scribes yes. and Pharisees uh -huh. 
which were of Jerusalem, saying, Scribes and Pharisees, we know these to be religious leaders that always tried to bring a loophole in things Jesus taught or come against him in some kind of way. Uh, they came to him saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? Now, this is just so funny to me. <laughs> they asked Jesus, why, why do your followers or your disciples transgress? Uh, against the tradition, see that tradition mm. of the elders. Watch this. For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Isn't that something? People are trying to find anything on you they can, mm. and their complaint was, your followers didn't wash their hands before they ate. Wow. Okay, so they watching. People watching mm. every move that you do. So they tr they try to bring a loophole in this thing with Jesus here, and they said, uh. Your, your disciples transgress. They wrong. Help us. Now, why they wrong? Okay, they ain't washed their hands before okay. they ate. Mm -hmm. Now, watch this here. Drop down because our time is up. But go ahead in verse 3 and, and watch how Jesus reflect that. And then we're going to go to something strongly he said. And we're going to end it uh, for this class. But he answered and said unto them, mm -hmm. Why do ye also transgress? He said, hold up. Before you judge, I want to ask you why you transgressed. The commandment of God by your, your tradition. He said, your tradition is in the way of the commandment of God. Wow, wow, wow. I love Jesus. Your tradition. You're so stuck. And that's what we was asking. What's holding up your words? The silver pictures hold up the golden apples. Now, tradition will hold things up. And he said, you transgress the commandment of God by because of your tra tradition. Uh, read uh, verse... Let's see where we go. Uh, verse 10. Read verse 10. And he called the multitude mm -hmm. and said unto them, Come on. Hear and understand. He said, I want you to hear this and I want you to understand. 11. Not that which goeth unto the mouth defiled a man. Not that. It is not that which go into the mouth that defiles a man. But that which cometh out of the mouth. See that? In other words, Jesus is saying your words are very powerful. He said, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defileth a man. He said, this is what defiles a man. Help us now, what goes in the mouth, he's relating to us eating. Okay? The food. Because they, they yeah. talked about the etiquettes, the poor etiquettes of washing the hands before they exactly. ate. Okay. Exactly. So watch what he said about that. Then came his disciples and said unto him, mm -hmm. Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Okay, now drop to verse 17. Do, do not ye understand. He said, do not you understand. That whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly. Whatsoever entereth. So that's food he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Because again, like Pastor Ray just said, their complaint was your your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat. Poor etiquette. They, talk they, about they poor got etiquette. poor etiquette. So Jesus is saying, don't you understand that it is not what goes into the mouth enters the belly. Uh huh. And is cast out into the drought. He said, and is cast out into the drought. Mm -hmm. You know, we got it's gone somewhere. Mm -hmm. Flush. Go yes. ahead. But those things which proceed out of the mouth. Now, this is powerful. He said, but those things, because we're talking about words. He said, but those things which proceeded out of the mouth. Come forth from the heart. Come from the heart. And we talked about the heart meaning mind yes, or the human spirit. So he said, things that come out your mouth 
defile you way worse. Wow, Jesus help me. Then y'all complain. You complain about somebody washing their hands and what's going in their mouth. But he said you need to be worried about what's coming out of your mouth because what comes out of your mouth, number one, come from the heart, he said. And this is what defiles a man. This is what defiles your marriage. This is what defiles you and the relationship between you and your children, between you and your leader, between you and your supervisor. He said what comes out of the mouth uh, come forth from the come heart. Come forth from the heart. And they defile the man. That's it. And they, the words we that say, come out, we say, defile the man. My God, that's powerful. Help us, Lord Jesus. Say this Lord Jesus. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. See it. For out of the heart, or mind, proceed evil thoughts. Murders. Murders. Adulteries. Adulteries. Fornications. Forn okay, and all that stuff. So I asked you earlier, what are words? Verbalized thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. That shows you right there. Words are verbalized thoughts. And Jesus said, before you come to me about my disciples that broke a tradition. I love Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. By what they didn't do as far as eating to put food in their mouth. He said, not what go in your mouth that defiles a man, but what come out of it. Okay, so our final words. My God. You have any? Well, first of all, I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm thinking, now how many of you would be able to stand through that class? Jesus shut, shut them down. down. Shut them down. Oh my God. Sometimes I think we tough and we strict, you know, like how we teach. And, but that right there, shut them down. Shut them down. Oh my God. So, <laughs> seemed like it shut you down. I mean, it shut me down because I'm just, I'm Lost just sitting here. In living color, watching Jesus shut them down because they came to Jesus. The nerve of them to come to Jesus yeah, I don't know on you, something this foolish. I don't you know? know if we remember earlier in the session we had a PowerPoint to go up to say I have the power to shut it down. My God, yeah, yes, 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 yes. That's Jesus, Jesus shut did. it down. He shut it down. He shut, I love it. He shut I love the whole it. system down. I love it. Shut it down. Shut that so down. So I don't think they had too much more to say after that. So what we put in our mouth, it doesn't defile us. And the thing that I love that Jesus spoke words that were fitly, those were mm -hmm. fitly spoken words. Mm -hmm. Those were apples of gold fitted in uh, pitchers of silver because that's what they needed. That was the antidote against their accusation against his disciples. Because anytime somebody talk about your disciples, they're coming against you. That's right. So really, so somebody say, you know what your son Gabriel done? I watch people that come up against my children because I know it's an attack against me. Mm -hmm. Anytime, listen to me. Anytime somebody attack your seed, they're attacking you. Remember, words are seed. So you attack my seed, you attack me. They attacked the disciples. They was attacking Jesus. Attack. They came to Jesus about his disciples. I mean, let me let me attack they seed in a, in, a, in a wrong motive. Wrong motive, yes. Because attack. Yes. some seeds need to be corrected. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Some yes. seeds definitely need to be corrected. But our time is up. I'm grateful. I enjoyed this class. This has been amazing. As, as always. The biggest problem is time. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, There's sir. so much to be said. Uh, but so it's a lot. It's enough. Just a little it's bit enough. of time to do it. But we're grateful that you have allowed us to come into your home again by way of Facebook Live. And this session, uh, we just want to encourage you to say the right things. Yes, it Lord. is going to be a challenge for some. You got it in you, yes, you to say it. the right things. Create your world just as God did by speaking the right words to Absolutely. one another. Absolutely. We can do this, y'all. We can do this. I've been practicing all the stuff that we're teaching you. I've been practicing on it. 
And I, it's, it amazed me how sometimes a negative, sarcastic little attitude that I try to come up to surface that I have to swallow it and stop it. So sometimes you can think you're further in certain areas that you're not in and just say, help me, Lord. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay for us to be flawed, but let's not stay flawed. Let's okay. Stay flawed. So let's, let's work on, I'm working on Rachel. This is not the finished product yet, but I'm not going to make this an excuse to be snared for the rest of my life. I will continue to be a hundredfold man. Amen. God bless yes. you. We love you. And you have the power in you. You have the power to release those golden apples Absolutely. and pictures of silver. God bless you. God bless you. See you soon. Stay tuned.